0: Hope you're glad with what you've done to me. I lay in bed all day long, feeling melancholy. You left me here all alone, tears
1: running constantly. up everybody welcome back to another episode of clapback sports i am your host the mage what is going on everybody happy to be back fresh off a of loss to the falcons tino how you feeling tino
2: terrible terrible <laughs> Ter- terrible i have a lot to say i'll announce the peaceful protest but get around to everyone we have a guest i don't want to the show's not about me it's not about me mage yeah, well you
1: don't want it to be about you at all and i don't want it to be
2: about the giants either Honestly, about a choice, it would be about the Giants. Would you like to talk about the Mets? No, I wouldn't want to talk about the Mets. For them telling me that uh, Jacob Degrom won't pitch no longer this season, they announced yeah, Noah's back though. Yeah. Oh yeah, big news. Mate, you're, fucking, you're making it worse. Just talk to Murph. Talk to Murph. I'm on edge already. Talk to Murph. I'm Murph's on. busy eating fucking
1: toast or whatever he's having, avocado spread. Whoa. What, are you, what are you eating over there,
2: Murph?
0: Some peanut butter, man. Oh, nice. You know, hey, same old shit over here. Just another week. Just yeah. rinse and repeat, man. All right, and well, uh, it's paradise, it just, right? I got really drunk, really drunk after the game on Sunday and then woke up and remember we lost to the Falcons.
1: You were drinking wine coolers. How How's your face? Wine, coolers, you?
2: wine coolers and whiskey. Wine drunk is a different kind of drunk. You can get bodied up all Yeah, time. but it's
1: not wine drinking, right? It's like wine coolers. It's like spritzers and, like, I don't know. You're drinking enough of this fuckers. Hey,
0: whatever makes, speaking of, whatever speaking
1: makes the pain go away, my friend. Heroin. Heroin makes the pain go away, Murph.
0: No, not from me. <laughs> Just soldiers.
1: All right, well, speaking of pain, speaking of guests, we got Shane back with us on the show. Shane, how you doing, Shane?
3: Oh, the Giants are not on today, so I'm doing better than I'll be doing on Sunday. It's uh, another, another day in paradise,
1: football season, so... I see you and your buddy vaccinated Vic, uh, Nick going at it back and forth. So,
3: Oh, yeah. Coverage sacks don't count as on the stat sheet. It's just anything that anything that's good has to be put down because mm-hmm.
1: that makes sense. It's funny because a lot of the Gettleman haters have been taking victory laps already. And, you no, know, it's fine. Let them. I really don't care because Tino. Get-
2: well, no, I think that's a good uh, segue point. I wanted to touch on a few things here because I really don't want to talk about the Falcons game too much. Mainly because I'll let you guys have the floor for that. I just, you know, I went to the game. Maze, you were there as well. Uh, just want to give the first hand take here of what what I saw. Um, a lot of disappointment. A lot of fans leaving. I recorded it for you guys. I want you told me to record it if it happened. I wanted to record it. It was third quarter. People started leaving, even though the game came down to a field goal. Um, but really, the biggest takeaways for me were the deserved boos. Um, you know, everyone's mad at Gettleman still, and everyone wants to point the finger at Gettleman. But I do appreciate the the mass majority of Giants fans who booed the fuck out of John Mara as he gave a speech for Eli Manning during his induction into the Ring of Honor. That was amazing. Did that you, guys, was, boo? Was, Did what you the,
1: guys boo? Oh, I booed. <laughs> Tino, but the other thing is. They were, uh, yeah, absolutely. But there <laughs> they weren't, they weren't just boos, there were also cheers, Tino.
2: There were. There were cheers. What were those cheers for? I hope so, or... so. If I remember correctly now, I was trying to look it up because I don't know if it was his first touch of the game, but I'm fairly certain his first catch of the game, uh, Evan Ingram returned to the lineup as everyone was ecstatic for. Um, and he fumbled immediately, which is no surprise to anyone, uh, you know, on a very pivotal drive uh, at midfield, pretty textbook. But Mage, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they booed him coming onto the field. They booed him after all of his drives and then applauded. As he was subbed out, did I did I get that right? I mean, he was booed twice, on and off, and then cheered as he was subbed out. So that's
1: yeah. So I think the cheers for him leaving the field were a lot louder <laughs> than the boos <laughs> for him coming on the field. Um, it, that it, it was amazing. I, I I know a lot of fans boo John Mara. I feel bad that it happened during Eli's induction, mm-hmm. but the fans don't always get to face Mara. No. these were 80,000 people voicing their disgust with this team, you touched on that. I know you don't want to talk about the Falcons game all too much. Coming away, putting up 14 points. I know Shane's itching to get into this, but putting up 14 points against the worst scoring defense in the NFL, it's fucking pathetic, is what it is. It's pathetic on the show. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll Eat my crow. I've defended Gettleman. I I, you know, and I've supported him to a certain extent. And I don't think this is all his fault either. Right. You can go back and you can blame 2018 and not constructing the roster appropriately to begin with. And we know a lot of that has to do with John Marrow with 2018. But still. Right. I mean, Dexter is something that uh, Murph pointed out earlier is not looking as good. Right. Without the help of Dalvin Tomlinson there. You got to get those draft picks, right? Um, Joe Judge, another guy who we all loved, all loved. He's being crucified, and he's being dragged across hot coal, and rightfully so. His decision-making, right? In the third quarter, I mean, at the Giants have the ball on the Falcons' 39-yard line, and they choose to punt. They choose to punt. In the third quarter, with 6.29 to go, fourth and three, they punt it. Riley Dixon punts it for 34 yards. All right, they down it. It's at the fucking uh, Atlanta five-yard line. What does Atlanta do? They come out and they run the ball three fucking times from the five-yard line and pick up 26 yards. I, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, this team, overall. I, I it, There were a lot of things that, I, I mean, just went wrong on Sunday. We talk about we lost the Washington game because of the Dexter uh, being offsides, right? So, Adori missed a wide-open interception. All right. I mean, he didn't catch it. That's fine. I get that aspect of it. But then you get a stop. They come back. Logan Ryan breaks up. And then they call him for a P.I. And you were there, Tino. I mean, I, I don't know how evident it was on TV, but the fucking calls against the Giants were atrocious. They were God awful, man. And the Giants didn't get a fucking single call going back the other way. Now, granted, uh, if the game can't be played, uh, you know, with penalty flags, you can't be counting on those, but you also can't fucking pull a Plaxico Burris and shoot yourself. I mean, in these types of situations, I mean, you got them stopped in the fucking red zone. That PI against Logan Ryan gives them the touchdown. I mean, and for a coach that makes his players run laps, that preaches discipline, this is a very undisciplined fucking football team. I don't get it. And the only wish, the only wish that I had coming out of that game, I said if the Giants want to convince me that we still have a shot this year, fire Jason Garrett before the start of the next game, and trade Evan Ingram or make him inactive. Well, Joe Judge has come out and said they're not making game changes. Well, you know what, then? The rest of the season is on fucking Joe Judge. Look, if Jason Garrett is the problem, then that's on, that's on Joe Judge. And we'll get into it a little bit later because other people are bringing up philosophies about this. And, you know, about them wanting to keep it close. But I don't want to give too much, you know, right up front. We're still talking about the Falcons game. So that's my two cents on the Falcons game. Murph, you have anything to add?
0: I mean, I think you just covered a lot there, <clears throat> as far as the Falcons game goes. I mean, it just felt like that the whole time, man. It, it felt like it was going to be one of those games that we let our their fans down again. I mean, that's essentially what it came down to. I don't think Danny played very bad. Um, where was the where were the design runs for Danny? That's what drove me fucking insane this week. Like, where were the design runs? It it absolutely torched Washington. Obviously, Washington's not looking like too great of a defense. Good point. Where the fuck were the design runs? We already talked about Tony, 66% of snaps. And, you know, you get, what, two feature plays out of them, if that. Um, You know, Devontae Booker being inactive was the stupidest shit ever. Saquon goes down, and we all gasped. You got Elijah Penny, which I like Elijah Penny, but you can't really bell cow Elijah Penny like for a whole game. And for a second there, I thought we were gonna have to fucking ride a fullback for the whole game. I thought Saquon was Um, done. Well, the Giants had
1: Brightwell active.
0: It doesn't matter. They didn't have Brightwell in. Like I thought, okay, cool. I thought that Saquon was out, and we were gonna ride Penny and Brightwell for the whole day. Like everything that could go wrong went wrong, and yet, and it just felt like another Giants football game, man. Like. I got yeah. nothing, dude. I got yeah. nothing. We got no pass rush. Leo is fans are screaming because we paid Leo, and rightfully so. I mean, cool. Um all right,
1: before, thought, you, before you touch on all 12 points, yeah. I mean uh, I got, for the rest of the show.
2: I already told you, you're gonna have to ask me. All right, let's dig into it
1: little by little, but Tino. You
2: know? Well, I, I wanted to touch on his non-running with Danny point, and it just that's I think for me the most baffling part. Like, I, I can't make sense of it anymore. How you give a guy in Evan Ingram six targets in a game? And I told you, I didn't even know that until before we get on air. How, off this street, the guy hasn't played. You know his past six targets, which is pretty much the most on the team for a receiver. Saquon had seven, Colin Johnson had seven. Colin Johnson was getting a lot of those in garbage time. Probably shouldn't have even played the game. Um, the Tony, the Tony two receptions made no sense to me live. Tempo, two plays to Tony. I told you guys in, uh, in the green room before this. Two plays in a row, it's like, holy shit, we're getting Tony involved. We're using tempo. This is amazing. Never seen again. You, you see what this offense can do. We scored the second most in Jason Garrett's tenure with the Giants. Last game with Washington, zero design runs this game. Zero. And you want to know why? We have six points going into the fourth quarter. And this isn't a touchdown and a missed extra point. These are two field goals that they settled for. Dude, it was bad football again. This is the second game I've had to sit through where it's just bad football, guys. The Falcons are bad. That's a bad team. Bad defensively, bad offensively. They were just as bad as us, and they still had the lead going into the fourth. I mean, seriously, we, we were a Danny hard two-point conversion away. for We wouldn't have even had this game tied. It's, it, it's baffling, man. That's another thing, man.
0: And the half, dude. Again, three weeks in a row. Give up points. Close out the half. And like I That shit just fucking kills us, man. It, the, everything that can go wrong is going
2: wrong this year go ahead Mitch. <laughs> he's muted he finally goes you're, and mute. me- you're muted this is amazing
1: it, it's happened two shows in a row y'all <laughs> have to say go ahead mage just recognize i have a point because <laughs> i sometimes i talk and then you just keep going so if i raise my hand just finish your point and then we can go on but um you talked about Danny, and you talked about the six points. I just want to add, and then I want to get Shane involved here because he's just been a sidekick for the first 10 minutes. But Danny chucked the shit out of fucking Grady Jarrett. Grady so you I, I love that fucking kid. And fuck everybody that thinks that he's the issue. If you walk away from it, these last two games and you're still blaming Danny, like I said on Twitter, go fuck yourself. So I'm going to turn it over to Coach Baldwin, though. Coach Baldwin, what's wrong with this offense here? Um, I'm gonna give you a, a chance to talk because I know you got some beef with Jason Garrett. Oh God, yeah. Um,
3: where to begin? You guys—I mean, you guys hit the main parts. Um, it's like things work; they work great, and we're like, "Yeah, he's finally figured it out." And then he either does it too much, or it just disappears entirely. Um, like we said. Design, zero design runs. I think two deep balls the entire game, and one was on the third and three, and he just we just launched it forty yards downfield, punted on fourth and three, and then I don't know. And then um, the runs. Someone on Twitter tried to tell me that they were spying the, zero, the read option all game, but they didn't run read option. They didn't run it. It was it was clear as day that it was just handed off, handed off, handed off, handed off. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. This offseason, Garrett said that, oh, we used pre-snap motion. do we? Because we used it once, and it was the play to Tony that I can remember. This well, game let or- me ask
1: you this, though, Shane, because, I mean, you're talking about the RPO um, <laughs> or the lack thereof. Daniel Jones, right, especially with the way that this offense is currently, offensive line is currently constructed, why don't they roll out with him more often? Want to they use more rollouts with Daniel Jones? Get him out of the pocket. Let him read the field. Decide whether or not he wants to take off a throw from there. Obviously, you don't want him throwing cross-body, so you got to align stuff to – got to play almost a half a field with the offense. But he's good at throwing on the run. Why don't they use more design rollouts?
3: I don't know. I said that after the Patriots preseason game when everyone was freaking out that this offensive line was going to be, like, the biggest issue on the team. I said – there are ways to counteract there way there you can counteract a bad offensive line, not all game, not every week, but there are times that you can do it, and that would be one of them. And when you do rollouts, uh, typically it's usually a low, middle, high, like a flood concept, and he's pretty good at those. He did good. That was Shermer's offense, and in Shermer's office offense, that was his best season in the NFL so far. And I just feel like they got away from everything good that he does, and they either They'll do it one week and then they won't do it at all, or they'll just do it once to CJ Board. We have Colin Johnson, 6'5, Kenny six, 6'4, and our one deep shot of the game was to CJ Board. And he caught it, and that was a good play. But you brought in Galladay to block and catch slants. Like that's what that's all he's been doing and curls. And I just, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words. And yes, my, like I was thinking about this today and people are now saying that, Oh, this is judge's offense. This is what he wants. I agree to an extent if before in Dallas, when Garrett was the offensive coordinator, if he, if his offense was not was different than this, but this is what he ran. This is a, this is an offense that was built in a different era of the game. This was an offense that was built not in today's game because no other team runs an offense like this. And I mean, I hated Jason Garrett all last year, and I was ready for them to move on. I, I could have gotten behind bringing Garrett back if they said – because in, I think in the in this last offseason he said that uh, the plan was to cut down on Jones's turnovers. Okay, we did that, but our offense was 31st in the league. So you have to start incorporating things that he does well because we're, it's still not working. We're scoring okay. 17 points a game.
1: Let me stop you for one second only because I want to go back to that point that you had mentioned because I ran some numbers yesterday about Jason Garrett's offense, right? Because I saw somebody mention that uh, this is the type of offense the judge wants if it's his philosophy. Well, like you said, going back to when Jason Garrett was a play caller in Dallas starting in 2007, here is his the percentage of passing attempts by depth. Nine yards or less. In 2007, 59.1%. 2008, 60%. 2009, 634 2010, 65.8%. 2011, 628 2012, 628 Last year, with the Giants, with Daniel Jones, 645 The intriguing part is, which goes against what this person was saying, that this is Judge's philosophy, this year, that number, is down to 52.9%. His intermediate passing is up to 37.5%, the highest of Jason Garrett's career as a play caller. So he's targeting more between 10 and 19 yards than he ever has in his career. So wouldn't that go against what supposedly is Joe Judge's philosophy? And while we're on that point, you know, somebody else also brought that up today. But the roster construction says that there's no way this was the philosophy going in. Now, the way that they constructed this roster, right, they want to punch you in the nose, uh, run the ball, s- stop the run, right? That, that's kind of the words that we repeated here on the podcast. They passed on an offensive lineman. So I'm, where's running the football then? And they passed on an offensive lineman for a wide receiver with speed. And they also signed uh, John Ross in the offseason, which also has speed. Guess who else they signed? They also signed another wide receiver by the name of Kenny Galladay. I don't know if you guys know him or not, but three wide receivers, where is that aligned with the philosophy that Joe wants to run the ball, control the clock? That fucking says nothing. And my biggest problem with all that, if that is Joe judge's philosophy, why is he not talking to the front office and why are they not getting the correct personnel to fit the philosophy of the head coach then?
3: I mean, that's why, that's why I think he is definitely deserving of all the blame that he's getting. And I'm not saying he should go without blame, but. I don't know. I, to me, it, in today's NFL, I feel like they're like, the Titans are, are different. Like they are, they have, they have King Henry. They're going to run the ball down your throat and it's going to work. But to me in football today, if you're a running team, you're still passing more than you're running. You're just running more than other teams are running. If that, I, I don't know if really that makes sense. It makes sense in my head, but like, to me, like if you're like 60, 40 pass run or 65, 35 pass run, you're like that, like, and you're being efficient when you're running, you can be considered a running team. But I, I, I don't know. I think I, like, I, I know I remember, I don't remember who shared it, but, uh, and judges like uh initial interview he said that he wanted to ground and pound and like punch in the mouth you can do that and still have a passing attack that works in today's league
1: um but the whole this- point of ground and pound in today's nfl is to wear down the defense
0: exactly yeah we're not we're not even
1: fucking it, doing what, it, it, what the ground the and pound is. ground and pound isolates a pass rush if you don't have an offense
3: the other, well, the other issue with that is, I don't remember, I know the, the one play to Penny, but why don't we run it, try to get outside the tackles ever? It's just Saquon one up the middle, Saquon one up the middle, Saquon one up the middle, Saquon one up the middle. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. He is not that kind of guy. He might've been in college. He might've been his first year a little bit, but he's not that guy anymore. He's playing scared. He's, he still looks kind of jumpy, at least to me, but you don't have the kind of guy to do that with. Or, I mean, you, you you might with your depth, but you're not playing your depth.
1: I'm sorry. And I'll say this right now, but Saquon keeps playing like this. I, I'm not picking up his fifth-year option. Oh, it's over. He's gone.
0: It's over. It's over. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of other fuckers, too. <laughs> I mean, like, is this shit isn't working. How could you? How could you pick it up? Especially if he doesn't fit what we're trying to do i love the man that's what that is what drives me crazy though you guys are bringing up judges interviewed with papa he wants grind and pound and we're like i'm not even seeing what we did last year and it's not because like wayne gallman versus saquon thing like we were at least running the ball last year if we did anything right it was run the ball right we're not even getting first downs running the ball so that we have no offense zero and then you take out the one thing that set the one defense off the entire last week or the um danny designs and you're back to being a vegetable you're absolutely nothing
3: and if they're not working like if you're running the, the read option and it's not working it's still doing something because when you just line up under center and it's like oh turn around handoff." no one's biting on danny keeping it when you're when I don't know. You have to at least run it to keep them honest because he's our leading rusher. He's our most effective rusher and you didn't use him. That's like, take that. That would be like the Titans just not giving the ball to Derrick Henry ever.
2: But it sets a play action, too. That's what it doesn't make. Like the read option has has play action built into it and RPOs built into it. Here's the baffling thing. This is what I was taking in and trying to play action to throw a nine yard curl route. Dude, and like, it's like, you're like, if Saquon doesn't fit what we're trying to do, and it's like, I'm sitting here, what are we trying to do? It doesn't make sense to me. We finally give Saquon over 20 touches, right? He gets 22 touches. How the hell do you get Saquon 22 touches, and it just doesn't coexist with Danny doing anything? Danny, in my opinion, everyone's like, yeah, Danny, like, had a good, he didn't do anything. It's another Jason Garrett, Daniel Jones game. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, nothing downfield, no design runs. He basically was just a fucking practice squad quarterback. Like, literally, what, what did he do? Like, I felt bad for the guy because it's not him. But it's like, I'm sitting here, and the two just don't coexist. And I don't understand. I don't know if we're ever going to see it. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to see a game where Saquon can do good and Danny can also do good. Other than the Washington game when he was passing the ball to him, when we won and we didn't get Chase Young, was that two years ago now? Um, other than that game, I can't think of a game where Saquon did extremely well and Danny also did well. I can't, and that wasn't with Jason Garrett. So I don't know if we're ever gonna see it. But I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Saquon's touches and say, like, yeah, we can't run in between the tackles. Fine, the game at least seven targets. He got a few receptions, got six receptions. Like, cool, whatever. It wasn't as predictable, but it like, but we can't. Danny is the best part of our offense. He can't like that's the reason I'm on board to get rid of Saquon. As long as we can free Danny, man, because it's like we can't survive if we're not using him in the run game. We just we can't, dude. We're not that good. We're we're not, and I don't know why we get away from it. I I can't make any sense of it. I can't make any sense of it. It, it doesn't add up. It
3: uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's just hard to watch. I feel like it sucks because Danny. I mean i don't know what they do like i don't know if they bring if they bring in a whole if everyone's gone and they bring in a whole new regime like I, I just i'm on the fence if he comes back or not i'm not going to be upset either way because it's like i don't know where you go he's not being set up to succeed and it, it just it, it sucks
2: guys you so here's what i wanted to tie in the maris for again because i was thinking about this earlier so i'm curious on your take. um because we always said, all right, well, ownership loved Ingram, right? So that's why Ingram never went. no ownership loved Ingram, their guy. But, like, Danny and Judge are technically their guys, too. So, like, I know we're kind of in the blow-up stage, but, like, that's where I'm torn on. Obviously, it's not Danny's fault, but everyone's, like, back to the blow-up thing, which we talked about. Everyone's got to go. But it's, like, ultimately, the decision is going to come down to ownership again. So, like, I'm trying to gauge how you guys think they're going to handle it. Because I couldn't tell you confidently at all how they're going to handle it.
1: So if I can, I just want to take this moment real quick to talk about Danny, talk about the whole blow-up thing. But So one thing that fans still get on Danny about is the fact of the turnovers. So we alluded to it earlier with Jason Garrett, right, wanting to focus on reducing the turnovers. So in Daniel Jones' last 10 starts, um, from numbers that I gathered, he has three interceptions, which is an 84.2% decrease over his, uh, from the other star, eight fumbles, which is a 63.6% decrease, three fumbles lost, which is an 80% decrease. Daniel Jones has gotten better. If you want to still credit him for the total fumbles, then you don't believe in player development. You don't believe a player can get better. And Daniel Jones has improved in every single turnover category. The fumbles are still a little high but he's doing a better job protecting the football. So that's, that's one. Okay. Tino,
2: you had something? No. Yeah. Go ahead. Shane's got it. So Um,
3: good. Well, just before we move on to that, I was thinking about it today. He has, he has one fumble loss this year. And I think since week nine of last season, he has one interception, right? And that interception was because Evan Ingram was playing volleyball and bumps that spike and hit it to the defender And then Evan Ingram comes back and he has a fumble. He has the same amount of turnovers this year as Danny does. And he's responsible for his last interception. What are we doing with this guy? Sorry, I know that's off topic. No,
2: no, no, Shane, you give him more targets because that's what you do. You reward players who cost your team games. You give them 10, 8, or 6 targets. Anything over five, feed him the ball as much as possible because you got to believe in your guys, right? Right, Mage? If you don't believe in player development, tell me Evan Ingram isn't getting better.
1: (laughs) When Tino eventually gets married and he ends up in couples therapy, he's going to be talking about Evan Ingram. It's not going to be anything else. So this guy, Evan Ingram, has scarred Tino for life. But, Tino, you alluded to the fact, and so did Chan, about a new regime. Yeah. So I, I sent out a tweet the other day about um, even if you have a new GM, a new head coach, and if they are hired, Daniel Jones is going into his fourth season. This is now his third. So you still don't even have to worry about his fifth-year option just yet. I think they got to declare it next offseason, right, whether or not they want to pick up the fifth. You can pick up the fifth and then still trade him if it, it doesn't work out. A new head coach and a new and a new GM – doesn't have to select a quarterback in this upcoming draft class. They just don't. One, if a new head coach, a new GM coming in, they're going to be afforded more than one year. So if if they give it a try with Danny, especially with the cap situation, which I know Murph is burning to talk about, but especially with the cap situation, you keep a rookie quarterback on his rookie deal for at least one year. There is no quarterback in this draft. That I see there's a definitive upgrade over Daniel Jones. So the kid has done nothing this year that would warrant me wanting to move on from him. I get it. A lot of people say, but they're going to want to put their stamp on who the fuck are you putting a stamp on? The giants have no money. Spencer Rattler's ass. Look at the, look at the rookies that came in this year, Trevor Lawrence, struggling, Zach Wilson, struggling seven interceptions, Justin
2: Fields struggled. What do you have? 46 yards? That's not a Justin Fields, though. And he actually technically only had one total yard, but that's besides the point. not <laughs> talking about that, right? Now. But I mean, it, it, and we had this conversation earlier, but
1: what the fuck ever happened to drafting and rookie quarterback and sit in them for two years? Everybody is a microwave society now. Draft a franchise quarterback, start on week one, watch him get killed. Do it all over again in three years? What the fuck are we doing? But meanwhile, every, everybody insists that they know how to run a franchise. Oh, I know what this team needs. I know what this team needs. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I would draft Josh Rosen. Well, if I drafted Josh Rosen, Dave, get him one, be fired, success, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you all because you're all fucking morons. That's not, that's not how the NFL was. And this is why you're in the situation that you are now with the, corner, the quarterback turnover. In so much franchise to franchise, develop fucking players. And Shane, I'll throw it back to you, but that's a coaching issue.
3: Yeah, and I mean I've said this before. We're, we're blessed and cursed with all these young quarterbacks coming into the league and playing as well as they are. And I know like Mahomes sat for a year, but like Justin Herbert looked good last year. Kyler Murray came in and was making plays. Like all these guys, they come in and make plays, and then. You, you expect everyone at all positions to come in and instantly, you know, be rookie of the year and making all these plays and stuff. Um, and I, I've been, I, I've said to you guys, I've been back and forth on adding a, a new quarterback next year, depending on, you know, who's, who's here and who's back and who's not. And if they do, like, I, I'm not going to be upset either. I feel like I just got to roll with whatever they do and not have expectations anymore, but. I mean, if they want to, they, they can keep Danny and they have two first-round picks. Keep Danny, use one of your first-round picks on a guy if you like him in this draft and let them compete. And if Danny wins, then the kid sits for a year and then you move on from Danny without picking up his fifth-year option because I think that'll be like a crazy amount of cap space for that. So there, there are different, There's, I mean, there's obviously multiple routes that they or, can go. Or
1: here's a real radical idea. You keep Danny... You draft an offensive lineman with one of your two first round picks and you go and get an edge rusher with the other. Oh shit. You know what? If you move on from Danny next year, gets what? You have a fucking offensive line and you got an edge rusher to now pair with your new quarterback in fucking 2023.
3: Hey, Evan, Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, 2022. I'm all, I'm on, I'm on board. I'm just saying that there's other options and that I wouldn't be upset if that's like, if that's the route they go, that that's the route they go. Then
2: We're tanking until we get Arch Manning. I'm on Team Arch uh, until further Mm -hmm. notice. Also, shout out Aziz uh, for getting his third sack. Um, So we do have an edge rusher. Mage. fuck you. (laughs) Uh, The problem is they don't play him enough. The Giants don't play anyone good. That's what I've come to realize. Uh, By the way,
1: you mentioned uh, Archie Manning, too.
2: I just want to say that I loved Eli Manning flipping off national TV last night. That was amazing. And honestly, his commentary, this is the first time I sat through it. Who better to break down a Cowboys-Eagles game than Eli? I mean, he knew that game so well. Also, um, one more note on the uh, Giants-Falcons game. I know we're stressing offense. Our defense got substantially worse. Blake Martinez is out for the year. So, But I didn't want to, you know, really just, like, give us more daggers. I, I know we're sensitive. but Yeah, but
1: uh, I don't know if you heard, so you know, Jamie Collins has been released. So Giants fans are already signing him.
2: Wow, great. Much better than Blake. Problem solved. Off.
1: Yeah, because I mean, why wouldn't he want to come to an 0 and three team and pay him the veteran minimum? It's a no brainer. Just sign whoever's cut. It the
2: makes Giants sense. of Josh Gordon, you know. But uh, Isaiah
1: Wilson. <laughs> Isaiah
2: Wilson. Oh my! The
1: gosh. Giants. The Giants tried him out today. He was in for tryouts.
2: Jesus Christ! <laughs> you didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that, but I also didn't know like he was allowed to like do anything. I figured he was still dealing with things, you know. In, in Colts tried him
1: out. Uh, he posted an uh, <laughs> apology on i on Instagram, and uh, Giants tried him out today. Hey, uh, Andrew Thomas is uh, teammate at Georgia, so, wow. and they also said today that Rob
2: Sale recruited him to Georgia, and he's <laughs> from New York, Poly Prep. The thing is, though, the offensive line is gradually, definitely not going to become our problem, and it's just going to open up more issues down the road. Because, like, I actually, not for nothing, um, they didn't really have a lot of trouble. Atlanta's defense is terrible. Fine, but you know, I think he only got sacked what, twice. One yeah, eight. well, let's not get it twisted. Their line's still not good. Yeah, it's still not
3: good. Like, it's not You're not fixing that. You're not fixing that with no. That's going to be better. The guy from the guy from Washington and Isaiah uh, Wilson or another tryout player. Yeah. But if they can, if, if the offensive line can keep, at least in the, the passing game, blocking how they are, yeah, it, that'll be enough, uh, in my opinion. The run game they got to improve. I don't know if that means putting Matt Skira at center and moving Billy Price over, uh, or I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. Or run it, maybe maybe running towards Andrew Thomas because he's, you know, the better tackle, and not running our outs. Every time we run it outside, it's to the right side write to Nate It's like, what What are we doing? Do we not see the difference in the two players and who's good at what? And
2: Dude, a I concept know. I can't figure out is why we use tempo. Our two-minute drives have been solid. Why don't we use tempo?
3: Because they're scripted.
2: I know. And if we don't, I know, right? And I'm supposed to pat Jason Garrett on the back, by the way, for his uh, first drive on Thursday Night Football. Don't forget that. Um, why we don't use tempo? Why, if we're going to run short routes, we don't get the ball out quicker? I just don't understand the overall concept of the offense. That's what I'm really struggling to deal with because it does. Like, none of it adds up. Like, none of it plays to the Giants' strengths at all. I know we can look at players and say, oh, but he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. I just don't think we play the strengths of anybody. It's the kind of the whole team. Our offensive line, our tight ends, our running backs, our receivers. Nobody gets played to. Danny doesn't get played to the strengths.
1: Talked about this on the last podcast, right? If you're going to do it, keep the routes vertical. Stop running sticks, stop running comebacks, stop running curl routes where wide receivers have to restart again. Like, why are you not running more slants with Tony
2: who can get yards after the catch
1: and make guys miss? Because you're paying Kenny
2: Galladay to do that. You're paying Kenny Galladay to run slants, Major. That's why you don't run it with Tony.
1: And that, that's the problem. But,
2: I mean, keep, keep routes that are more vertical. Run more
1: post routes. Mo, run more slants so that yeah, guys can get yards after the catch. Like you said, Tino, if you're going to run a short game, run a short game but allow people uh, – uh, it, it allow your wide receivers the opportunity after the catch.
2: I love what you said about moving the pocket, by the way, and it's something we haven't talked about yet. But, honestly, with a terrible offensive line, you already touched on it. But it made too much sense. Like, I don't know why we don't run flood. I don't think we actually run offensive concepts. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm starting to like slowly figure out. I'm watching the game, and I'm not an offensive guy, but like I sit there, and it's just like we're again. I I just don't think we actually do anything. I I don't know. We started running screens to Saquon. I guess that's something. But
3: well, yeah, it worked once. So then they went back to it the very next play, and it didn't work. And it's like, oh, what do you expect?
2: Wait, wasn't it a hold? It worked. It was a hold. Got brought back, and they ran it to the left side. I think
3: that's. I think so. I know. Well, I know they ran. Three yeah, so one was the like illegal a, man downfield. Yeah, That's
2: what it was. It wasn't a whole the illegal man downfield. But still, um, yeah, got brought back. But
3: I, I, I tweeted this earlier. Uh, I heard last night watching the, the Manning broadcast. Peyton, I, I'm I'm assuming he knows this for a fact. Otherwise, I don't think he would have said it. But Peyton said that when uh, – say what you want about Mike McCarthy. When he was brought in to, to Dallas, he kept Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. He let Kellen Moore keep his playbook and his terminology and how he'd been running the offense – and Mike McCarthy learned that offense. He didn't come in and say, all right, this is what, this is what I run. So we're going to run what I run. And I know he's a head coach and this could go back. This is also again on judge, but I feel like Jason Garrett came in and was like, no, this is what I run and we're going to do it. Even though it doesn't fit anyone's strengths. Jones, even anger, like say what you want. He, he's not good. I don't think he's a good football player. I think he's a good athlete, but. He, does he ever run up the seam other than in practice? No. Does Saquon ever get the ball in space other than on screens? Is that, and that's like that's barely even in space because he's always surrounded. No.
1: A question you know? for you, Shane, whose philosophy is this then? Because he comes from a Nick Saban, Bill Belichick tree. Nick Saban loves to throw downfield in college. Where's he getting this mentality from? I know this is something that Dave Gettleman said. So, is he mimicking what the GM wants? If that's the case, then get Dave, get him in the fuck out of here.
3: I mean, like, I, th- I think it's a common. Oh, get going, Murphy. I
0: think Joe just wants to control the field. He's shown this obsession to want to play field position. I mean, has he not?
1: Could be his one downfall as a special teams coordinator. I, I mean, has he not? I
2: mean, he control to field me, position terrible, though, by to, the way.
0: but But that's what he's always looking to do. He's never looking to step on your throat. He's looking how he can take advantage from a field perspective on the next drive, offensive drive. If I can pin this these guys back on the four, maybe I can get the ball back on my 25 before half. I
1: don't fucking know. Well, that's but, good if you have does, a defense that can fucking stop someone.
0: Is, is it just me, or does it, does it seem like he has all this trust in his defense, so he wants to play field position so his offense doesn't have to do too much and just move the clock and score points, whether it's a touchdown or a Guys, somebody's play. volume is
1: playing something. Steven A,
3: he's one of the
2: go- jam it out, guys. Who we, got,
1: who we got going on? Yeah, who's watching a video right now? Come on, guys. Be professional.
3: Um, one
2: of the greatest athletes and clearly one of the greatest basketball players who have ever lived. Um. <laughs> it's Maze. It's fucking me. <laughs> I'm giving it in. I knew it was fucking you. I knew it was you. Fucking ESPN,
1: bro. All right. That's my fault. Whatever. Um, Fuck you all. but
0: Field position, man. It's this weird obsession that I've noticed, in my opinion. Maybe it's just me, but it just feels like Joe wants to play the field and run his defense that he doesn't have.
3: And going back to Mage's question, that is a very old school decade ago way of thinking. Teams don't do that anymore. So that's why back to your question, Mage, I think it's, a, I think it's all three. I think it's Garrett. I think it's judge. And I think it's Gettleman. I mean, not that Gettleman is there on game day, you know, telling them what to do and what he thinks they should do. I don't think he does that at all. I think he's just there to be there, but
1: they didn't build a roster around that. Where is the personnel that fits the philosophy?
3: Well, like I said before, you can have that philosophy and not, you don't have to, that doesn't mean you're running the ball 70, 70% of the time. But even, but you're even not,
1: if you're, you're, you're not playing, you're not, but you're not, you're not signing speedsters. If anything, you, you're personally you're signing more possession wide receivers. You're not worried about spreading the field. I mean, everything that they did this offseason fits the air Correo offense, which we're not running.
0: Maybe that wasn't the plan, Nash. I mean, but you, that's first my, of all, we didn't have any frust- wide, we, wide receivers, though.
1: But that's my frustration, though, Murph. Then where is the communication? Is there a disconnect between the front office and the coaching staff? Why are we not signing players that fit the personnel? Again, if, if you want to be a smash-mouth <laughs> offense and you want to win the battle in the trenches at the line, you want to win the time of possession, you want to win field position, then you draft Rashawn Slater. You don't take a one, or even if you do trade down, there was still offensive tackles on the on the board at that point. I believe Dariuso was still there. There were other offensive tackles available. Why are you not trying to win in the trenches then? Why are you drafting one receivers,
0: dude? They needed bodies. There's no doubt about that, and I'm with you. I'm with you. But this is what it is. Judge is not afraid of change. He's not changing anything. Garrett is not. Garrett was recommended to him for sure, and I'm sure Joe had to buy into him. That's his horse. This is what our fucking team wants to play. They want to play slow, try to run the ball, very conservative offense, and try to win on defense. Like, bro, we're going to lose so many games by just like a field goal, probably. Because we we decided we wanted to kick it and set it go for it, like that's just the team that we built to be. Judges, I don't know what Joe judges, but this shit's so fucking deflating and disappointing because this is not what we thought we'd be bitching about at this time. I thought we would be bitching about Daniel Jones being on his ass all game by some rookie defensive end for the Falcons. We got a coaching issue, boys, and what's deeper than that is we have a player evaluation issue. Can't yep. draft or shit, and that is before Gettleman. That is so fucking far deep. Like, dude, we don't we don't develop anyone. You can make a point that we're, there's only two players developing on this team. Three players developing on this team right now. Can y'all guess? Two are on offense. One's on defense. Yeah. Aziz, Thomas, Thomas,
3: Thomas, Daniel Jones.
0: Bam! Like. It's sad that you can guess that so fast. Now, you can make argument that they're the only players developing.
1: Well, somebody the other day, or who was it, license plate guy, said that, um, well, you don't think John Mara's upset? John Mara's the one that created this fucking mess. John Mara walked in when he took over to Ernie Icausi and Eli Manning. And then Ernie Icausi... Freaking he drafted uh who was it? OCU manure fucking David Deal, Eli, Chris Snee, Corey Webster, Justin Talk, Brandon Jacobs. Then we drafted that was no our one Super Bowl since. teams.
0: And we drafted no one since.
1: Those were our Super Bowl teams. Jerry Reese whiffed just as much as Dave Gettleman did. All I all
3: so John Mary. You you guys know I hate Jerry Reese. He had more splash picks than Gettleman, but they both. Jerry Reese's one good draft was 2007. That that draft that draft class was unbelievable, but after that it was Odell. It was JPP. It was you know there was there were guys in each draft that I don't think he ever had a draft where no one was good.
1: Yeah, but at least everybody at, at some point, everyone knew what we were doing in the draft. Yeah. We got jumped for Leonard Floyd. We got, we got jumped for Jack Conklin.
3: I mean, everyone everyone has known – everyone knew in 2018, 2019 what the Giants were doing, at least with their first picks. Everyone knew they were going Barkley, and by the day before the draft or two days before the draft, everyone knew that they were taking Dana Jones.
0: Could you all imagine have taken Devontae Smith and not getting that trade right now? Probably wouldn't have even touched the ball.
2: You wouldn't have touched the ball. Like, I do still wish we got Michael Parsons, but that's besides the point. Um, You want to know what I was thinking of too? It's just that we've talked about this already and it's just like a decade long of stinking, even though we've had the 2011 team to talk about. Obviously we're the worst team. The, The graphic has gone everywhere. We're the worst team record wise since 2017 tied with the jets that counts for nothing. So we are the worst team. Um, and yeah, like, I think you guys hit it on the head. That's that's my overall overall problem. Like, everyone that's caught in this delusion that it's all Gettleman, it's all this, it's this system. It's And we've talked about this on the show already. But it's just not, man. It's a New York Giants thing. And like, it's just, I don't know. Peter Schrager in that clip you guys sent to me before with Golden Tate, Golden Tate made me stupider from watching it. But actually, Peter Schrager was the one who finally said something, like, tolerable. He literally said, it's like, Get out of the old way. And this was the problem in Eli's last years. They're caught up in the New York football Giants way. They get, you're not that team anymore, though. If you want to get that back, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But stop carrying yourselves like you are. Like, it's, it's – I mean, you could, to
3: me. you could argue that they were never that team. They won two Super Bowls, but in between those years, there was nothing. I mean, and that 2011, that was just – that was Eli. Mm-hmm. Our O line was like last in the league. Our defense was like twenty seventh in the league. It was Eli, Mar-
2: uh, Manningham, Nixon, Cruz. Yeah, a shit ton of fourth quarter comebacks in games yeah. we probably shouldn't have been in. Like people yeah. forget that. And other than two thousand eight, like two thousand seven, we weren't all around that great either. We had a terribly so, uh, slow start too. It's like this we got hot late. This isn't new, and it's like fine. Like it's one thing if you have pieces in place and you've drafted well enough. We can't afford this shit anymore, man. And that's why it's just old. The 0-2 starts, it's old. We can't go 0-5 again, dude. It's like, last year, and we said it, let's be real, we lucked out that we were in the division race that long. But it's like, there's no way you could imagine a division, especially like the NFC East. It's not like it's the fucking, people have up and down, but this is the the NFC or AFC South or some shit, or the AFC South, not the NFC South. But still, like, six, seven wins isn't going to win the fucking NFC East. So, like, Anyone holding out hope, dude, I'm done. I don't want to be the pessimistic guy, but, man, it's – this is – I'm looking ahead. I'm not looking at blow-up yet. I'm just looking ahead.
1: Michael Uh, Lombardi said something similar the other day, too. He said that um, the Giants should hire an outside consulting firm to assess their deep-rooted organizational problems. Probably. Because, let's face it, if you put John Mara in charge of hiring – does anybody here have any faith in anything's so
2: going to change? Yeah, John Maris pissed. He's not pissed enough. He should be I've... fucking throwing garbage. Cans. He threw
1: over two garbage cans. Of so course mad. he's pissed.
2: So mad. Did really in the locker room and punch someone in the chest? Is Apparently, what <laughs> somebody said he was looking for his next GM. And then
0: <laughs> so here, here's my problem, fellas. Th- this is my problem. You mentioned getting out of the old and into the new, and all this shit. All right, can
1: you can you hold that thought for one second? No, but go ahead. Thanks. Just because, you brought up, just because you brought up the Golden Tate interview, uh, there was something that he said in that that I found real telling. He said, in reference to Daniel Jones, he said, should we give him a little bit more freedom? So now this is a guy that played in Jason Garrett's system, knows Daniel Jones, knows that he's being held back, and that is something that Tino and I – Screamed from the top of our lungs about on this podcast last year and this year, let him throw the ball.
2: And what's hilarious is that entire time they acted like because Golden Tate was being politically correct, not trying to say it was a certain man's problem. He doesn't want to talk about another man's job, but everyone on the table was like, right. So the offensive coordinator, <laughs> like, it's just all right. Uh, sorry, Murph, we interjected.
0: Oh I see. I think I think it was talking Giants. Danny's had seven attempts downfield all season. I think, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, that's what's sad. No, completed, going back, completed back,
3: three for like 117 yards and a touchdown or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: something ridiculous, amazing. His, his his one of his elite traits. They decided they didn't want to use this weekend with his legs. But anyways, back to my point. Here's my problem, fellas. You mentioned, like, getting out of the old, getting into the new, this and that, Mara in a search firm, this and that, cool. We've already tried all that shit. Yes, I know we had, a course, he as our search, search firm. But, like, who's to say we're not going to fuck it up again? Like, this is what we're stuck with. Joe Judge isn't going anywhere. Joe Judge, if, if he wins three games, he might get fired, but Joe Judge probably isn't going anywhere. First of all, who the fuck are we going to hire? We went the, down this road where we got the hot offensive coordinator because McAdoo was there and Rodgers' guy, and he was a Coughlin guy. Cool. Got him. Didn't work out. Then we get Shermer, who's his QB wizard, which, to that point, he did some good things for Daniel Jones, but um, also failed as the Browns coach. So, again, nothing special. And then we think outside the box, and we go special teams – guy for a a legendary coach so as far as being like creative or like thinking outside of the box we have we've tried from a GM standpoint no we haven't we obviously know that but we built this roster and Mars would go so I don't know how the fuck anyone expects to get out of this dude I really don't like I, I don't even know how we can sit here and speculate coaching changes and this and that like Dude, we are locked into so many contracts. This is the exact same situation that Dave Gettleman walked into. If you if you close this off, and besides the quarterback's age, this is the exact same situation from a financial standpoint that a new GM would be walking into. But he gets two first picks. Cool, whatever. But we're going. It's a dangerous spiral, man. This is a dangerous spiral going down because. You can say, hire this, hire that, fire this, fire that, but, like, dude, we've been doing that for 11 fucking years. Like, that's where I'm at with this team. I don't even know what the hell they can do. Like, I don't even know how much longer I can really support them.
2: I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that, which is – it ties it together. I told you guys I wouldn't talk, but officially (laughs) – the silent peaceful protest has begun on my end. Uh, I will not be attending any more games until at least the Eagles game. I'm thinking the Eagles game. I already will not buy any more merch. It's for straight hand. I'm going for straight hand. You gotta go for straight hand. Okay. Um, because that's the only thing I have left. Silent peaceful protest. I will not be ranting. I, I will comment on the giants. I will not be ranting or lose my cool anymore because it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. And like you said, Murph, like that's the thing. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. That's why, like. All I can think about is, yeah, that would be the right way to go about it. But legitimately, I don't know what the right thing to do it is, is anymore. Because, like, whatever it is, they're probably going to do the opposite. And, like, I'm, I'm just over this, man. It's a dumpster fire. I'm just over it. It's so bad. The whole thing's so bad, man. And
0: it's all Daniel Jones. And honestly,
2: the fans make it worse. I do appreciate, as a collective, we kind of came together to boo Mara and Ingram. But other than that, there are still the rare you know, trolls out there who just – I feel like it's just not sensible. You guys deal with it more than me. I don't even pay it attention, but I see it, and I don't know how you guys do it. Well, our fans suck in really... the stadium
0: too, man. Our fans suck in the stadium. Oh, even yeah. when
2: we're, like, in a game, you got
0: people sitting down. It's like a social fest. Like, yeah. I'm done with MetLife. I will not go to MetLife until we're multiple games over 500. And I might be done with just Giants games in general for a little bit. Yeah. I was playing let, Thanksgiving too. I know Shane's got to go to the Rams game.
3: I, I agreed to go before the season started. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm in it my, now.
0: That's my Super Bowl pick. So
3: it, it'll be cool to watch them live. And it'll be cool because that's the game they're honoring the, the 2011 team. So it will be cool. Cause I'm sure they'll have something that's run horribly at halftime, like the Eli staring into the sun while he talks ordeal. Um, but yeah, I, I i missed the i missed most of the Broncos game, but the Redskins game and the uh, the Falcons game. I was like, I didn't react like I don't react to anything anymore, the good or the bad. Like I'm just kind of like, I'm like, oh, cool, they made a you know, deep pass. Penalties are sure to come, or they're gonna screw. They're gonna settle for a field goal, or oh, the defense, they're in third and third and fifteen. Cool, they're gonna give up a sixteen yard play. Like I just, I don't. When he missed the kick before that, before the. The flag uh, came up on the monitor. Uh, one of the guys I was with, he's like, "He's gonna miss it. He's gonna miss it. He's gonna miss it." I'm like, "Cool. I'm like, whatever." And then he missed it. And everyone that I was with was
1: like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome."
3: And I was like, "Is it like?" I'm like, "I don't feel good about this win." And then the flag came out, and I'm like, "There, we, there it is. We lost. Game over. It's just how it works. It's like exhausting."
2: My official statement uh, was just that you can't kill what's already dead. So when everyone kept asking me how I felt over the weekend, I'm just like, I'm, I've am i been dead for a while now. It's like at this point, it's like you're just beating the dead horse. Like, I'm, I have no pulse. Like, I'm fucking dead. I'm mushed. Like, it's like, man, I mean, nothing left. I have nothing left to give for this fucking team. I'm All
1: right. So let me kind of write this ship after Eeyore's message there. And, you know, what – The Giants are 0-3. I understand as a pessimistic Giants fan, there's no hope for the playoffs. I get that. I'm not going to tell anybody that they should have hope. From this point forward, to me, I'm still going to watch the Giants games. I just want to see a good product out on the field. I want to feel excited, even if we lose. I want to lose 45-42. What will turn around the season for you guys and what do you want to see happen going forward, aside from what you already spoke about? You know, don't give me – I want to see Jason Garrett fired. We all do. But what do you want to see out of the play call? What do you want to see out of the, this team going forward?
3: For me yeah, – you know, um, uh, Tina, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, uh,
3: um For me, it sucks because this year, you know, we were all talking playoffs, but I think at this point it's just – what do we have in Danny? And uh, at least like on the, on the top tier for me, it's what, what do we have in Danny? And part of that does involve either drastically changing the play calling or getting rid of Garrett and finding someone who can call to his strength and and see what he can do because, you know, he's, he's on pace for 4,400 yards, but like 14 touchdowns. And to me, that says that he's, him passing is not the problem. The problem is the coaching. And so obviously, you know, we said fire Garrett and I think that judge can earn a lot of respect and a lot from a lot of fans if, if he was to do that. Um, so for one, it's fired. It's uh, not fire, Danny, see what you got in Danny. And then I want to see the defense keep improving as a whole, um, because I think that's where a lot of our money is for future deals other than Gallaudet, I feel like most of our money is invested in that. So they need to to elevate and live up to their, because coming in, it was the defense again is going to be top five or they're going to be top five this year and improve off of last year. And I don't think they're going to be top five, but they got, they have to play at least as well or better than they did in the Falcons game. And I know it was the Falcons and it's not a great opponent, but, but to, in my head, I don't blame them at all. They, they get 0% of the blame for that loss because you can go, you can say the timing of the touchdown that they gave up or the field goal. I don't care. We shouldn't have had 14 points. We should have had way more points than that. So for me, it's, it's. Getting Danny right. And, you know, seeing what he has and letting him win us games.
1: Shane, Whereas, as a coach, let me ask you a question. What is wrong with the defense right now? What do you want to see changed about it, aside from just play better? I mean, what do you think that they're doing? They invested heavily in this defense, right, especially the, the defensive backs. So what are they doing now versus what you would like to see them do? Um,
3: part of it is, like, alignment. And I I, I don't really know if it's – because I think they got better with their coverages uh, on this past Sunday, but they're still, they're still lining up. Jackson and Bradbury, you know, far off the ball, eight, 10 yards off the ball. Um, you guys know, I'm a big Jabril Peppers fan, but why was he covering Kyle Pitts at the end of the game? He's best at the line of scrimmage in the run game and blitzing. He, that, if he's in the game, especially now with Blake hurt, he should be another linebacker that they use and for the run game cover, a running back out of the backfield and, and blitz the hell out of him. Um, I feel like Xavier McKinney is having like kind of a rough start. I feel like I don't see him all that often. Um, Logan Ryan, I know he plays like 100 percent of every game. I don't think that he's our best safety, so I don't, I don't know why. And then you guys said it before too. I don't know why Aziz is in a full time player. There were third down, like third and five, third and six, like passing third downs. That it was, it was Leo, Dalvin, Austin Johnson, and like Zimenez. Like, what are we doing? Like, I, I just, I don't get. The personnel decisions sometimes on defense and whether that's their personnel decision and assignment or just the personnel decision in general. Carter Coughlin is, they moved inside linebacker. They don't, he played three snaps last week. It just doesn't, I, I don't get, it's not like they have a wealth of talent and they just don't have the time to play these guys. They have guys that are good at things and they're not putting them in their positions at what they do best basically in my eyes.
2: I can uh jump in there because um it was funny because majors like uh, other than fire Jason Garrett and you literally re- you still have to tie it to fire Jason Garrett for me it's like change overall it's change because I was going to say the same thing like change on the offense change on the defense like uh, like I, I just even with the D like I don't want to see the same story I saw last year like the defensive turnaround like well Blake's not here anymore so we probably won't see that but like obviously bradbury was an unsung hero and like leonard showing up like i don't want leonard williams to be the guy on the defensive line that kind of turns the thing around i'd rather it be aziz i want to see something else i want to see tony fucking involved i want golly to start scoring i can't see danny like you said with 14 tds at the end of the year it's not fair to the guy it's like we we just need to get out of our own way that's what i want to see like the Saints are overhyped. They're super inconsistent. Again, I'm already pessimistic and don't believe on the believe in the Giants, but the Saints are overhyped. and seven and a half points, is probably way too much for the Giants to be getting. And you know I'm a gambling guy. But it's like we're as inconsistent as them. And it's like Jameis is a guy we've handled before in, D- in Danny's first game against Tampa. Like, that was a very back-and-forth game. Defense had its ups and downs, but we were able to get Danny involved, like, The Saints D is not a barn burner. Like, it's not. It's a game where we can show enough. In the short term, we can show enough to tell a story of what the fuck we're looking at moving forward from offense and defense. So, like, for me, it's like I'm not even looking further down the road this season. Just short term. Show me it on fucking Sunday. Like, we need to see some different shit. And we have to. Saquon's 100%, quote, unquote. There's no more Saquon's not getting 20 carries anymore, 20 touches. He's going to get that. We just saw it last week. Okay, Ingram's here. Okay, if Ingram's going to play, he's going to play. If he's not, then he's not. But do something. Commit to something. Don't just take him off because he's getting booed. Tony, get Tony the goddamn ball. In space. Be creative. Use pre-snap motion. Do something. Blitz on third down. Like, change whatever the hell is going on. I don't have anything concrete. Like, aside from firing Garrett, it's like short-term. Dude, show some goddamn pride, man. Like, for the love of God. You just lost to the fucking what should be 0-3 Falcons at home on Eli Day. What do I want to see in a game that isn't really a home game for New Orleans? Balls is what I want to see. I want to see the fucking balls from this team. And hopefully from Joe Judge, mainly. Fucking get on this team, dude. Because th- this, is, this is a proven game, man. I'm not, This isn't playoffs, is it? This is just you're 0-3 with the other worst teams in football. I don't consider the Giants, as bad as they are, one of the worst teams in football. But you are what your record says you are right now. So right now, they're with the Jets, who can't even fucking score. They're with the Jags, who look fucking awful. Like they are with the worst teams in football. They are the worst. Oh, one of the worst teams in football, in my opinion. But they are right now. Show that you're not. ESPN has
1: the Giants ranked 29th in front of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jets, and I'm forgetting who the other one is, but the Texans,
2: I assume. No, no Texas, i Tex- in
1: front of them. Texans, to- Texas might be
2: better than us right now. So, what Tyrod Taylor? They are.
1: Would it be? I might be the Bears. Maybe the Bears are in there. I don't remember.
2: But yeah, man, just do something. <laughs> put some fucking respect on the name.
1: Also, to um, Shane's uh, point about snap count. So Derek played over seventy, uh, over ninety-seven percent of snaps. You guys, want to take a guess who they are?
3: Logan Ryan. One, Leonard One.
1: Williams Nope Andrew Thomas Nope Well, Bradbury. defensively no. uh, Bradbury and Bradbury, Jackson Absolutely, yep James Bradbury leads a pack Adore Jackson and Logan Ryan The next closest is Xavier McKinney At 81.9% of their snaps Offensively, there have been only three players To play all 100% of snaps Jess
2: Andrew Thomas, Daniel Jones uh, Nate Solder yeah, it's older. No, no,
3: no solar. older because he is prepared, played week one, I think.
2: Is it technically Galladay, though?
3: Hernandez,
1: Hernandez, yeah. it is. Yep. And we haven't said anything about Hernandez either, so no news is good news.
2: Also, yes, I do like Shane's comment by the way with McKinnon, because I was high on him. He's been playing a lot, like you just said, and I feel like I haven't really seen him either. I think that's really interesting, right? Yeah, you know? I was, ex- I was
3: expecting like big plays and yeah. yeah. But, again, like, is that is that him or is that he's not being put in spots to do that? Like, is he playing free safety and he's just back deep?
0: He could have had himself two sacks week one. Missed both tackles. Yeah. No, for me, it's really just running the ball, man. If, if we can run the ball, that's going to help so much for this offense. I mean, that's what uh, I guess it's apparently built to do. Um it's time for Saquon to be the guy that we drafted him to be, man. We need him so bad. And he might not be that, but, like, that's going to heal this offense, the running game, because it's something that we didn't have last year, and it was, like, the only thing we did well. And if we can do that, it's going to help Danny operate so much. You guys were talking about getting Danny out of the pocket on bootlegs and stuff. Running the ball (laughs) will establish all of that. Um, I want to see Caden Smith. Fuck this! Uh, this Ingram Rudolph can play because I know he's pretty chippy in the run game, but I want to see Caden Smith in the pass game. Man, he can, he can get open. That dude can ball. Um, and you already touched on Tony. Not even going into that for defense. For me, dude, Leo is hurting. Man, we we are missing Dalvin so bad. That is probably our biggest regret of the off season, in my opinion. Um, Leo's getting double-teamed on every single play. So uh, Dexter's been absolute dog shit. So I want to see some Raymond Johnson, man. We got to get someone that's going to get pressure because Leo's not going to be able to get their two guys every single snap. Not happening, especially with no edge guys. Um, Zoe and X-Men snaps were both way low this week. Um, if they're not going to play Carter Coughlin in the middle, dude, put them back on the fucking edge. You rushed up the passer in that Seattle game last year. Put him back on the edge. Get that man involved, man. Blitz him. I'm just, I'm sick of this shit where they're content. Yeah, blitz him exactly. Blitz him from the inside too. I don't give a shit. He can blitz from the inside. You know, we're just not, we're not doing anything that we we thought we'd be doing, man. I I don't even know what to say. I'm just defeated at this point. Um, But you know, as long as Danny develops, that'll make a case for him to stay around. I still don't think Joe Judge is getting fired regardless, so it doesn't matter. I think that's why – half the reason why he's so calm about everything. Like, we'll be fine, guys. Whether that's right or wrong for him to say, he knows what's up. Like, dude, he's not going anywhere. Mara doesn't trust himself to make his own decision.
1: I I do like the point that you bring up, though, about Raymond Johnson who got 10 snaps versus Denver, only two versus Washington, I think, and then 12 last week. But he looked good in last week's game, Raymond Johnson. So playing more of him, uh, that would be nice. He's more of an athletic defensive tackle for the New York Giants.
0: Yeah, because Shelton and – well, Shelton is not very great at all. He can stop the run a little bit. That's it. But Austin Johnson, I do like Austin Johnson, but he's reckless, man. He's all over the place which is sometimes not great, um, and it's not helping Leo at all. So we need someone. If Leo's going to get the double team every single play, someone else is going to have to generate pass rush from the inside because it's just there's nothing. With our edge being that bad, you know, that's how we've been anchored this whole time. It's It's been the D tackle kind of pushes the pocket, and then we get guys come off the edge that are not necessarily speed guys, but that can still rush bats or we We're not getting any push inside, so. It's completely wrecking the entire outside of the game.
3: To the point with Leo, though,
0: I feel like last year there were games
3: where he was in a different spot along the line every play. And I feel like this year I'm, I'm not really paying as much attention, um, or I haven't at least the last two games, but I feel like he's just lined up inside the tackles. Every, like, I feel like I, I haven't seen him on the edge. I see him lined up on the guard or just outside the guard or whatever. Move him around, or have him run stunts, or something. He and, and if you're having trouble with the edge, have him go there and set the edge, and then blitz guys up the middle. Because if they're if they're if they want to double team Leo, line them up a little out wider. That'll push the double team out, and then you blitz guys up the middle. It opens up things to confuse the center and the guard, and you'll see the play, plays like we saw with uh, Bradison and Price, where they got they got twisted up, and they. Price fell or someone stepped on his foot, but it looked like they got confused because they ran a stunt. I think like we're not, I feel like we just, it's just just go. I feel like everything with the defense is just go, 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 go in a straight line. And it's almost like the offense, like hitch, hitch, hitch. All right, it's third and 20. We're, we're going to run a draw. But the defense, it's all right, just, just pull rush, no pass rush moves. And when they do blitz, I don't know. I feel like, he, what was so good about the defense last year was that they were creative and using the guys up front and they're not doing that this year. It's like every time Jabril's in, he's in coverage. I don't, again, like I said, I don't get, like, I love Jabril Peppers, but if you, if every time he's in, he's in coverage. What are you doing? Like, why not blitz him? Why not use him as someone that to put, to help the D line. Imagine Leo on the edge and, and Jabril blitzing off the, off the edge with him. What would that would do? I have like, I don't know. I just feel like, they got away from what was working on the defense last year and just don't do it anymore.
1: All right. Well, looking forward to New Orleans. Like I said, only thing I want to see. We're going to lose, we do a 45-42. I don't care. I just want to I just want to see points. So any final remarks? Continue
2: to boo Evan Ingram. That's all. No one's going to be there to boo. I don't care. Boo boom through social media. That's fine.
1: Boom, through social media. He'll hear that. He got booed during the preseason that we were there, too, Tino. Good. He, fucking did. he fumbled the first time he touched the ball. Um, let's not do this. That's Tino, no, I, I, I don't know, but it's no coincidence that the two times he got booed, you and I were in the stadium for it. Nah, we left the family. Philly game. he got booed at the Philly game, too? I mean, he dropped that fucking wide open. Yeah, but that was in Philly. Who was booing him? There was a
0: good amount of Giants Mm -hmm. fans there.
2: Like Joe Judge's family? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Including Joe Judge's family. They probably booed him at the game, too. I'm
0: going to text them and tell them to get their uncle to get this shit together.
1: Or he's going to have to start packing. Uh oh! Fantasy breaking news: Colton, running back, Marlon Mack have agreed to mutually seek a trade. Yeah, you're late. We'll see what happens. Remember, all guys, right.
3: if we still have if we still have BJ Hill, we'd be three and zero. He's the he's oh, an all pro now.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I I thought about that today, and I know it's like people are kind of reading into it uh, and BJ Hill's role there. But we just talked about this defensive line, Atlanta Williams. Maybe it would be better off if we did have BJ Hill here over Billy Price.
0: Or maybe we can't uh, develop players. Yeah.
1: Also, yeah, it but, might be the center. Yeah, but they've also never used them correctly, though, either, BJ Hill.
3: He had two sacks in two
1: years. And he's, he's not playing.
3: The player it I looked at his snap count today. I think he's playing like a third of the snaps
1: in Cincinnati. So he's really good if he's getting three sacks on a limited roll.
3: I mean, the one sack—I don't know if you saw the—I posted the clips of all three. The one <laughs> Kirk, hot. the one Kirk ran right into him. The other one Kirk pretty much ran right into him, and then the 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 one in, in uh, Pittsburgh, Ben literally hit the ball for ten seconds or nine seconds, and he like finally fought off the lineman. And
1: personally, I, I I I always liked B.J. Hill. I thought that he was underutilizing in the Giants system. Uh, he was one guy I was looking to step up this year. I get it. The okay. Giants made the trade um, for Billy Price, who a lot of us liked coming out of the draft as well. But it is what it is. We're here today. So all we can do is put on a brave face and move forward. But that's going to wrap up this episode of Clapback Sports. Thank you, everyone, for listening.